Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency into a divine feminine state of love, abundance, peace, and clarity. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has experienced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's Identify and Heal solo episode, I'm talking about ending, releasing, walking away, moving on from victim mentality. I wanted to highlight this because I believe that victimhood and victim mentality can become an addiction. It can become something that's almost ingrained in our psyche, in our belief systems, in our actions, in our essence. And until we release it, we can't be truly free to experience the highest levels of ourselves and our potential. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Whitney here with an Identify and Heal solo episode. And on today's episode, I want to discuss the topic of victim mentality, victimhood, and how truly insidious this mindset can be within so many of us who have experienced injustice in our lives, cruelty in our lives, adverse experiences in our lives, abuse that rightfully so caused us to feel like a victim. And that is a perfectly normal and natural response to being in a very upsetting, traumatic, or hurtful situation. Yet the problem is that when that mentality, when that belief about ourselves that we were a victim that moves into the belief that we are a victim always and that we can't ever move on from it. And victimhood can become a strong part of our personality. So that's why I wanted to talk about this on today's Identify and Heal because, as I say often, if you're listening to this, it's probably because you're ready to heal and to move away from the cycles, the behaviors, the tendencies that have really held you back from what you know to be your true potential and a much more enjoyable experience of your life. And it can be hard to know how to do so when we feel unable or challenged to shift our behaviors or our perspective. So with this said, what is victimhood? What does that mean? How does it develop? Well, as I spoke to, it's often the state of mind that occurs when we are, when we experience or are subjected to a very traumatizing, upsetting, hurtful experience, something that we felt was out of our control, 
something that we felt was done to us or happened to us that we had no say over, that we can't change, we can't take it back. It's what happened. And I want to state very clearly that I'm in no way saying that we are not at the liberty and the right to feel like a victim and to know flat out that we were a victim or are a victim of something that happened to us. Again, the concern comes when we're unable to let go of this mentality and it truly begins to shape and be a part of our overall personality, our overall beliefs about ourselves and about our lives and about what we can and cannot have. Now, victim mentality can almost be addictive. Especially later on in life, we might realize that we have a hard time of letting go of some of the identifiers that we have from early life. So this is identifying heal episode. So what I would ask anyone listening, if you relate to this topic, not everybody will, thank goodness. It's not fun to hold a victim mentality to feel like a lifelong victim of something that's happened to us. I speak to this as somebody who understands. I feel that I I'm stuck a bit in my life and have been in that sense of victimhood. So I hope not everybody understands, but if you do, you probably have recognized that it's sort of keeps you stuck in the past. Let's say that. And this episode is going to be a little bit reminiscent of the one I did on letting go of regret and also the one on forgiveness. They go hand in hand because... We often have regrets around the things that we feel or felt victimized by, not because it's anything that we did, but that it happened at all. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to let go of is the running around in our minds of the what ifs, right? What if I had never gone there that day? What if I had never met this person? What if I had made a different choice? Then maybe this hadn't wouldn't have happened to me. Maybe this something else would have happened to me and I wouldn't feel in this place. And it can really keep us stuck in the past. A quote that I love says, in the carriages of the past, you cannot go anywhere. And that's sort of what victimhood is like. When we're stuck in the past, we're unable to move forward. And I was inspired to do this episode because I've had several guests on lately who talk about the power of releasing the past to truly step into our future and that that's what is happening right now. That's the time that we're in. That's this era. It's human beings recognizing that we are not what happens to us. We're not how we look. We're not what we've done. We're not how we were treated. We are so much more than that. Yet we've chosen and come to identify with the things that happen to us, with the things we've been told we are. And it holds us back from our true divine potential, which is needed at this time, as I speak too often, especially for women. I feel women in particular are most sensitive to taking things to heart that we're told that happened to us and really solidifying this belief about ourselves based on those things. And it keeps us nailed to the ground, stuck in those carriages of the past, repeating the stories over and over to ourselves, and saying, no, because this happened to me, I'll never be in my full glory. I can never truly step forward with my power, with my poise, with my gifts because of what happened. We deserve to move forward now in our power. 
we deserve to bring forth the greatest brilliance that is the feminine, that is the divine feminine, that is the energy of harmony, balance, love, connection, all of those things. Yet when we don't feel that ourselves, how can we possibly bring it through? And when we're stuck in victim mentality, we can't feel those things because victimhood does not coexist with peace and harmony and love and acceptance. It's being stuck in the energy of trying to fight what is, trying to force a notion that is false, which is that something happened to us that changed us. So again, I speak to my own experience that I'm often very connected with the experiences I had in earlier life. I experienced bullying from the age of about 12 until into my 20s, mostly through middle school and high school, but also afterwards throughout college to a lesser degree. And I had such a hard time with wrapping my head around why I was treated that way and why these things happened. And different people respond to things different ways. Some people try to push it down and deny it. Some people are able to see past it and don't take it as personally. And other people take it desperately personally and take it to heart. And that was me. I took my experiences to heart and I dwelled on it. I attached to it. I believed every single word that anybody ever said to me that was negative, that was cruel, that was mean, that was hurtful. And then I couldn't let it go and I'd bring it up over and over and over again. So I was reliving it, retelling it, reconfirming it, right? I was giving energy to these ideas that may or may not have been true, but I never felt the confidence, the self-assurance, the baseline love and acceptance for myself to see through what people said about me that was so mean and so cruel and so hurtful. So I took it to be gospel. I took it to be the truth about who I was and I clung to it and I clung to myself as being a victim that I couldn't ever really be happy and I was always going to be really sensitive and really insecure because of this. And again, I am not criticizing. I'm not criticizing my past self. I love my past self. That's a part of my inner child. Myself at those ages, I've done a lot of work to heal those parts of me because it was so brutal. It's absolutely brutal to be bullied and to be subjected to that kind of treatment from your peers. One of the greatest wounds is to be rejected by our community, by our peers, especially at a young age when we don't have a strong idea or sense of ourselves and we're looking to others to tell us and show us who we are. And if they say things that are false and mean and unkind, we can take that to be our identity. And if we don't have strong messaging from our family or parents or guardians in our life that says, know who you are, you are brilliant, you are beautiful, what they say is not true, know that you are always safe and loved and perfect just as as you are. I didn't always receive those messages strongly. And so I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to process it. I didn't know what to do with it except for to take it. And then I, I, for years, I got by by just sort of being self-deprecating, by thinking, well, I might as well beat everybody to the punch. If everyone's going to call me these mean things, then I'm going to say it first, and I'm just going to expect it. And that was really what dug the biggest hole for me was I just started to expect it always. I stopped trying. I stopped trying to even feel like I was 
of worth and value. I would just walk into every situation and think, well, no one's really going to give me the time of day or treat me nicely. So I'm just going to expect to not be treated well. And that created such a mean and cruel relationship with myself because that's not a natural way to be. Just as we wouldn't thrive within a home or in a friendship or relationship where somebody is constantly criticizing us and saying cruel and mean things, we can't thrive within our own inner world when we are constantly telling ourselves that we should just throw in the towel and give up trying to be someone, that we are nothing, that we are not worthy, that we are not of value, that we're not like everybody else. That is just a very distressing and defeating way to live. And that's what victimhood can create. It can create this identity is that I am not like everybody else. I've been desecrated. I've been marred by my experiences. And now I cannot flourish. I cannot be like everyone else. And that was another way how I felt. I remember I would walk around. I would, I would be out with friends when I was in my 20s. And I would, I would think, I feel like I'm like six feet below everyone else. Not good enough. Not worthy enough. No one noticed me. I don't, I feel like I'm invisible. I feel like I just don't matter. I think that was the biggest thing. That's has been my biggest challenging core false belief is that I just don't matter. Not like everybody else. I don't have what everybody else has that makes them special and important and radiant and lovable. I, from what I went through and because of this constant victimhood messaging I gave myself, which was just put your head down, listen to what they say. Don't try to look good. Don't try to be special. Don't try to be anything because you're just going to get knocked down again. So just stay down is basically what I told myself. And that's kind of the essence of victimhood mentality is like just you're, you've been knocked down. Just stay down there. Don't even try. I have spoken on the podcast before that I went to AA. I struggled with addiction, substance abuse. A lot of it was fired up because of what I went through and because of these horrible beliefs and feelings I had about myself. And one of the passages in an AA book that really stuck with me was something around the lines of when we're wanting to be within the bog of self-pity. And I just pictured in my mind like pigs in mud, right? Just rolling around in it, just loving it. And in a weird way, as a victim, you it almost feels good in that gross, dirty, muddy bog of self-pity because you can default to it. You don't feel as accountable. And again, this is not a criticism. This is not placing blame on anyone who sees themselves as a victim. This is just an offering for those who feel stuck. Like I have felt stuck and how others feel stuck. And those who may not realize that they might be within a cycle of addiction to victimhood that's keeping them always looking, looking all around for that thing that they might miss, right? It's almost like we are afraid we're going to miss it. Oh, well, you know, that person rejected me. So, oh, I, I can't walk forward with confidence. I can't feel good about myself. That's what kind of happens when we adapt an idea about ourselves. We're always going to look around our surroundings to find evidence to validate our beliefs. Humans always look for evidence to validate their beliefs, be them good or negative beliefs. So if we've decided we're less than everyone else, we are a victim of circumstances, of situations, of our experiences, we will always look for that. And I spent years doing that. I would look for the one person who didn't feel like they were accepting of me, 
kind to me and I would just fall into it and I would I had this pattern and this was a big reason I stopped drinking where I would go out and I something inevitably would happen that would make me fall into this hole because I thought they looked at me the wrong way or said the wrong thing or were dismissive of me and I would just fall to pieces and I speak to and I've in the episode on self-esteem, I talked about how it's a muscle and I use that analogy. It's because that's what I realized when I started going to therapy for myself for the first time, which is what inspired me to become a therapist because of how powerful it was and how it changed my life was that I had zero muscles when it came to that. I literally would just fall over if anybody did anything that felt in any way dismissive or rude or unkind or judgmental or critical of me. I just couldn't handle it. Every time it would happen, I would just fall over and be like, I knew it. I'm nothing. I'm worthless. I'm disgusting. I'm gross. I'm too terrible and ugly to live in this world. I don't want to be here. And I went through that for years and it was miserable. So that's why I'm doing this episode is because I know what it's like. And it may not be that dramatic and that intense for you, but any degree of victimhood is challenging. Like I said, I'm I'm still working through it because I still notice the little lingerings of it right? The little tendencies. And now for me, it's usually like a day. And I've, I speak to this a lot is that we might, we all have self-pity days, right? It's okay. We all have a day where we're like, gosh, like nothing feels like it's working. I'm still dealing with this crap. This still hasn't worked out. I'm frustrated. But then we're, we've built muscles. You have built the muscles to be able to say the next day, okay, I'm going to get up I'm going to shake it off because I have grown and learned and I'm far enough on my spiritual path to know that I am not limited by my past, by my experiences, by what people have said, done, what's happened to me. I can move forward. So don't forget to acknowledge your progress. Even if we fall sometimes, remember that you're not falling as often as you used to, that you're making more and more steps towards the life that you want, the experience that you want the feelings about yourself that you desire than you used to. That's progress. That's something. That's a big something. So again, I'm speaking to all this because it's a brutal cycle. Victimhood is a cycle. Something happens. It triggers the same responses that we've had, our go-to, our default within us that goes, oh, I knew it, validating my belief. I'm not good. I'm not worthy. Whatever your core false belief is, then we get stuck in it and we stay in it and it makes us feel that we are not capable of doing what others can do, that we don't have what it takes to be remarkable, to be happy even. So once we've identified this, and I think everybody has a little bit of victimhood in them. Like I said, some people it's just the occasional day once in a while, but others who are listening, who relate, you know what I mean. That when we really identify as victims, it's just so challenging to let go of the past. And it can be addictive because again, it's like that bog of self-pity I talked about. It can almost feel good to be like, oh, I knew it. I just, I'm not even going to try because I'm not, I don't have what it takes to get myself out of this, to feel good about myself. I'm never going to feel good about myself. So I might as well not even try. We sort of collapse into it. And in a way it feels good. I mean, it's not that different than feeling shitty about yourself and going and drinking yourself into oblivion, right? In some weird way, it feels validating and comforting to just try and escape. Another quote that I like, I shared if you all listened to my a few episodes back how I came across this, this book of quotes that I made around this time that I first had my light bulb moment of, oh my gosh, I'm really stuck in being a victim. I'm really stuck in what happened to me and identifying with what happened to me and I can't seem to let it go. 
I started going hard with the quotes and the spiritual books and all of that and created this quote book. And one that I collected that I really liked that I think pertains to this topic is nothing is more desirable than to be released from afflictions, but nothing is more frightening than to be divested of a crutch. That was by James Baldwin. So it's kind of this idea that we can go about our life and say, oh, I just want to be happy. I just want to feel good about myself. I just want to be able to let go of the past. Yet that self-pity, that victimhood mentality becomes this crutch where we say, oh, I can't. I'm disabled by this experience. I'm disabled by my past. So I have this, it's going to be my crutch. I'm going to lean on it. I'm going to depend on it to support me because I feel like I can't hold myself up. Like I said, those muscles, I can't hold myself up. I don't have the strength to believe in myself, to love myself. I have to see myself as the victim and crutch along with this victimhood crutch. So I think that quote is powerful because it's really true for a lot of people. A lot of people will say that they just want so much to be happy, yet they don't realize that they're not willing to give up the thing that keeps them miserable because in a way it's a companion, it's comforting in a weird, twisted way. And again, it's, it's similar to an addiction. It's, it's reminiscent of something like an eating disorder where we say, God, I hate this thing. It's so brutal. It's so terrible. It's so exhausting. You all have probably heard me talk about I've struggled with an eating disorder for over 15 years. It's absolutely exhausting. It's absolutely maddening to go through an eating disorder because you can't seem to let it go. But then that's the thing is that we almost don't want to because it becomes this sort of companion. It becomes a means of escaping from life, which feels too hard to be fully present for. You create your own drama. And also that's sort of what victimhood is. It's this big drama of my life was so tragic, so terrible that I just can't let it go. But again, if you're listening to this, it's probably because you're ready and you feel yourself opening up. You feel your heart opening up. You feel yourself connecting with your soul that's sending you the message of you are not that. You are so much more than that. You deserve the greatest happiness, the greatest joy, the greatest brilliant adventure and experience of life. You deserve it. And those things that you're saying make you a victim were the things that created your strength, your endurance. They showed you what you're capable of getting through and surviving. And yes, it was brutal. And again, I'm not minimizing it. I'm not saying that people aren't allowed to feel deep sadness and grief around it. Yet when we stay in that place for too long, our wounds just begin to fester rather than heal. And it is up to us. We cannot change what happened to us, but we are in control of how we decide to respond to it. Again, I know that can be hard to hear, and I say it very gently. And we're not ready until we're ready. So if anyone's listening and they feel frustrated by these words, then it might not be for you right now. I know it took me the time it took to be ready. I was so stuck in how unfair I felt life was to me, which is ironic considering so many of my privileged and advantageous circumstances around my life. But I, in my relative world, felt like my life was just so unfair of what I had been through and what my circumstances were. And that so many other people had it so much better. And if I was like them, then I could be happy. But because of what my circumstances were, I could never be happy. 
And when they had, I realized, you know, through this work I did, through my spiritual path, through my pursuit, through therapy, and then becoming a therapist, I realized this is up to me now because I can't change the past. The only thing I'm in control of is shifting my belief around it, about my belief about the meaning of what happened and of what I'm truly capable of and who I am. I was waiting for the world to tell me that I was good enough and that I was of value and to show me that I could be the person I wanted to be so badly. But again, that's the revelation I had was only I can do that. I could change every circumstance around me, but nothing was enough because anything from the outside can't change what's within, not truly, not fundamentally. So I made the choice to start working towards moving out of victimhood mentality, moving away from this idea that because of what happened to me, I would never be X, Y, or Z. I'd never be happy. I'd never be successful. I'd never be like everybody else. I couldn't do what other people could do. So I began the work to move away from that and say, what if, what if I am? What if I'm no better and no worse than everybody, anybody else. I remember a therapist telling me that once because I told them, I said, I, as I was speaking to before, I said, I feel so much, so below everybody. I feel like I'm not made of the same stuff as everybody else. And he said, well, maybe you don't need to be any more than anybody else and you're not less than anybody else. You're just right there, right on the same level like everybody else. And I just looked at him as if he was saying something that was so unattainable, that was so outrageous. I was like, what? I could, I can be the same as other people, even other people who everyone else seems to love and admire and respect and be kind to and that has relationships and happiness and has experienced love. I thought, well, I haven't had those things. So true, I can't truly be like them, can I? But as, again, as time went on, I realized I'm the only one that can decide that. I'm the only one that can stop living within this realm of feeling not worthy and less than, of being the victim of my circumstances, of my experiences, of what happened to me, that only I can release it and move on. So once we've identified that, once we've found that, yes, we do tend to lean into victimhood, then we say, all right. Where's the exit? <laughs> Where's the exit door? And also I remember someone I had on my podcast who's was one of more, my more cosmic kind of starseed-based healers. And she said that that's the biggest problem on the planet, that if you're still stuck on stuff that happened to you, if you're still ruminating about feeling like you can't heal, then it's because you're not truly ready. Because you're not truly ready this time. Because again, it takes what it takes. And some of us live many lifetimes before we finally have that eureka moment and say, this is in my hands. This is in my ability. And again, it's this feeling of like, I am done with this. I don't want to do, what is the point? What's the point of just belittling myself and hurting myself and saying that I am this person that is of less caliber, of less glory than everybody else? And so we're, we're done with it. We decide as, as difficult as it can be. And again, you still have your hard days, but you say, I'm not going to, I'm going to really put, put up a fight this time. I'm going to, and as I've spoken to in other episodes about like self-love, we are, it's the fight for our lives or the fight for our soul, for our soul's growth and evolution. Cause our soul cannot truly grow and evolve when we're stuck in victimhood. It's like in this holding pattern, it's stuck, it's stuck, it's stuck, it's stuck until you snap out of it 
I'm sorry, I don't love that term because people used to tell me that. People used to tell me when I would go off about how I would never heal because people said such cruel things to me. They would say, you just got to snap out of it. There's nothing wrong with you. And I would look at them like, are you crazy? You don't know what happened to me. That's another thing. It's sort of like this, um, you know, sort of self, not self-righteous, but just like indignant, like you don't know. You can never know. And a lot of times that's true. But at a certain point, we have to decide, okay, well, how much am I going to belabor this point? How much am I going to continue? Again, we're giving energy to it. The more we repeat and we repeat a story, we keep that story alive. Maybe it's time for that story to die. That's what happens. We live many lives within this one life. We die to many lives to be born again into a new life within this single lifetime. And that was the point I was at when I really decided to let go of my victimhood. I said, I'm I'm ready to fucking get done with this, to die to the sense of this inferior being that I'm not like everybody else and to be born again into a place where I let it go, where I let it die, where I let it be the past, where I stop connecting with these concepts. So if you feel like you're at that place, if you feel like you're ready to shut the door on victimhood, to let it die, it actually starts, as everything does, with love. Just like when we do inner child work, soul retrieval, it's about turning towards our past and saying, I love you, and there was never anything wrong with you, and I wish peace for you, and I wish only love and compassion for those who hurt me because they must have been hurting 10 times more than I was to ever be that cruel. And I know that they're on their journey, their soul's journey. And if in this lifetime, they're harming and abusing others, they have a long way to go. But guess what? I don't. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. And it's also important to acknowledge when we're so stuck on how we've been hurt, we've also hurt others, you know? And I don't say that to you know, make people feel bad, but it's just that I say that because that was big for me to, I was always so stuck in my own head and my own situation. And I heard that a lot too, rightfully so. But people would say like, God, you're kind of like always just stuck on you. And it was, and I took it so personally that people said that, like, how dare you? But it was really just a self-preservation thing. So also like just validating anyone out there who feels like they're very self-focused kind of always thinking about them and their situation. It's it's a survival mechanism for somebody who grew up without the proper, again, messaging and support that was needed to release some of that hyperactive, right? It's hyperactive guarding and trying to almost like tend to our own wounds and and make sense of what we're experiencing at a young age that our young brains are not able to process. So you just become hyperactively attentive to your own situation, just all up in your own head, in your own world. That's where I was. That's where I spent a lot of my life. So it helped me to see, you know, I'm always thinking about how people hurt me, but because I was hurt so bad, there are times that I was not very nice to others. It's very true, the statement that says hurt people hurt others. I think back and I I can almost hear my voice, the way I would talk to certain people. And it was almost like that darkness of my pain came through. And it often came through to some of the closest people in my life because they say we hurt the ones that we love the most because we know that they'll take it. And what a terrible thing to think, but it can be true. And it is really hard to admit that, that I hurt some of my close friends 
I remember I would do that with my mom because I know my mom loved me unconditionally. And so I would just not mean things to her, but just nasty responses and and just yelling and just taking it out, taking out this deep pain. And that's another thing not to discount. We stay in victimhood because we're in such pain because we have this wound that we can't heal. We're like a wolf that's caught in a trap. It has its leg caught in a trap and it cannot get it out. So all we can focus on is our pain because it feels so big and so awful. So the only way that the wolf escapes is by calming down. Is by calming down, not by acting out. And then it will be released. We can release ourselves from these traps that we found, from these painful traps that keep the wound alive. Because again, when we're stuck in victimhood, it's because we're keeping the wound alive. We keep telling ourselves the stories of the past. We keep reliving them. We keep repeating, this happened to me. This is true of me. Yet the day comes when we say, is that true? Yes, it's true that that happened to me, but is it true that that defines me? Is it true that that still lives on within me now? Is the past more alive than this moment? Has the past not lived itself out and died and I am now in a new rebirth that's opening me to new possibilities? Can I not move forward? You can. So we decide to begin to tend to these wounds. That's why healing is so powerful. That's why so many healers are coming forward now is because the world is full of wounded people with festering wounds. And more and more of us are ready to stop being that terrified animal caught in a trap and to calmly lie ourselves down and open ourselves to the gracious, gentle healing that others can offer, but also that we can offer ourselves through that inner child works, through soul retrieval, through energy work, through therapy. We can gently address our past and release that angry, fired resentment and fury that keeps us in victim mentality. We can decide to release that crutch of defaulting to that state of self-pity of, oh, I knew it. I knew it. I could never actually try to have a happy relationship or be successful in a work situation because I have no confidence. I have no capability. Everybody has the same amount of capacity to create the life they want. We're all made of the same exact infinite universal juice and glitter, dust, star energy. <laughs> we all have that and we can change our disposition, our attitude at any time. Yet again, be gentle with yourself because as I spoke to I spent years, I spent years there and I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready until I was ready. And it really is interesting the way that it happens. It's like something just shifts. And it, when you look, when I look back at it, it really is like you're on this cosmic wheel and you're going around and around. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, you're just done. You're either, you're done with an addiction. You're done with victim mentality. You're done with unhealthy relationships. And it's a beautiful sign that your soul is up leveling in this lifetime. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's because your soul is up leveling in this lifetime. And you might be ready to let go of victimhood and truly be ready to surrender, to allow your wounds to be tended to so they're no longer festering and so painful that you're acting out and needing to dip into this bog of self-pity to give yourself some relief, and that you can finally stand up with courage and conviction and say, I am no better, no worse than anyone else. I am. I am 
love, I am light, I am worthy, I am of value, and I am here to bring my own unique presence into this world. So watch me now. And that's what you can do. And if anybody listening needs help and support, please reach out. I am a licensed therapist and I do this work with others. If you're located in California, I can work with you as a therapist. If you're looking for more spiritual guidance, I can work with you anywhere. But also you can reach out for resources. So many guests I've had on my podcast do this kind of work. And when you're ready, the teacher will appear. So I think through this podcast, through some of the other episodes, you can find who you're meant to work with if you feel that call, if you feel ready. Again, my heart goes out to anyone and everyone who has felt like a victim, who feels stuck in victimhood. I'm in no way sane to snap out of it. Again, I truly believe it's cosmic timing. The cosmic wheel will turn enough times that you're ready. And it takes patience and it takes compassion for yourself to be able to say, I want to let this go and I want to build the muscles of self-love, self-esteem, self-confidence so that I can reclaim my power because that's another thing of victimhood. We feel like we've been robbed of our power. We're a victim to that assault of our very soul. It can feel like our soul, our power, but it's not true. No one can take that from you. It's still there. We can reclaim our power and step forward in our own unique way, our own beautiful way that this world needs. It needs you. The world needs you. And if that's not inspiration to begin the journey out of victimhood into your own personal light and glorious experience, I don't know what is. All right, everybody. I hope that was helpful. I hope you have a beautiful day. Take care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.